0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friday Night's After Show. It's so good to be with you tonight. It's been a long week. I'm glad we're here. It's only the first week of the year and I'm already exhausted, but I'm glad that Sherry Jacobus is here. How are you, Sherry? Nice to see you again.
1: I'm doing well. Thank you. Good to be here.
0: And Cliff Schechter from The Unprecedented Podcast is here. How are you, Cliff? I'm doing
2: great, man. Thanks for having me here.
0: You're both stuck in snow like I am here in Canada, but you're in Ohio, Cliff, and I gather it's a snowstorm there.
2: Yeah, I'm in Cincinnati. We got hit this morning. Not a storm, but enough snow and it's really cold, like it's really 12, cold. 10, 5, I don't know. It's no Too fun, fun cold to go outside. outside.
0: No fun to be outside. And Sherry, how about you? Have you got a lot of snow there?
1: Yeah, I'm in Maryland about an hour outside of D.C. over a couple mountain ranges, and we got hit last night. Like, all of a sudden, I look out the window, and there's a foot of snow. It's a, it's a good time to snow. have a
0: COVID surge, you know? These guys have timed it well. Uh, so there's that. Yeah. I know there's a, lot, there's a lot to talk about tonight, and we'll talk about the entire week. Even though I can't believe it's just the first week, there's so much to talk about it's Already this year, Mary Garland among them, Ted Cruz among them. I'm going to talk about my interview last night that everyone's talking about. Uh, you know, it was a controversial one, no doubt. But uh, boy, am I getting an interesting amount of reaction from both sides on that uh, interview. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on.
2: Yeah, um, I just want to say before you get too serious here, mm-hmm. just for our working at home bit, yeah. I wore my my t-shirt for you. I just wanted to-
0: pants are bullshit. <laughs> Oh you know um
1: for the records so are bras uh, oh, <laughs> shit. there you go okay.
2: well,
1: i'm
0: wearing Sherry neither pants nor bra so <laughs> <laughs> you win <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i am yes, I'm, I'm in my shorts right now i am in my shorts are you in your shorts cliff
2: are oh, you asking me i was thinking of doing that and uh no but i am wearing pajama pants so if oh. that's okay
0: i've got a whole range now of sweatpants that are slash you know of, of you, know, you can wear it during the day they're supposedly dressed yeah. up uh, sweatpants but they really are Still sweatpants.
1: You dress sweatpants. I have yoga pants and leggings, and that's that's the uniform now. And there you some go. kind of fleece like this. Yeah,
0: I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I don't mind. I don't mind in this weather. I don't need to be outside, and I don't need to be traveling uh, anywhere. And I'm happy to wear my shorts and my right. sweatpants. Everything is fine with me in that case. So uh, hopefully the audience is also at home because that'll be nice if they're all here watching tonight. Let's with, begin with, without
1: pants and bras. No bras, no pants. Yeah, allowed. It's a, that's definitely a
0: braless, exactly. pantless kind of day. <laughs>
2: Those are the rules. We didn't make them, but they're the rules, so
0: follow. People are also allowed to drink on the show, whatever it is you might want to drink, you know, Uh, go ahead and enjoy yourself. Um, We'll have the polling up in a bit, but there is some breaking news today. I don't know if it's breaking, breaking, but I just read now that Mark Meadows has asked the Supreme Court to uh, hurry up with their decision about Donald Trump's yet another court appeal to try and uh, allow him to not share his documents, Mark Meadows' documents, with the committee, Hmm. the Jan Jan Six committee. They're obviously working in tandem over there, which is interesting. But let's talk about that. Probably about put the in big... a
2: personal call to uh, Clarence Thomas's wife. Uh, I was you know, at <laughs> Tea Party, uh, overthrow the government headquarters, and uh, she put the request in.
0: I mean, it's not just Clarence Thomas. They've got so many good friends yeah, on this Supreme Court these days. Work
1: with them. You, you understand, these are former, like, friendly colleagues from, you know, decades ago. It's still so weird to me. I, you know, I knew Jenny and worked with her. So. Did you? It's no, interesting. yeah. I mean, I worked on the Hill as a leadership staffer. And so, and she was with uh, Dick Army at the time. It was during you know, the contract with the American Republicans took the house for the first time in a generation. So I knew Ginny well and worked with her. Yeah,
2: it makes you feel better, Sherry. I, there's a lot more on your side, but I once in 2008, almost at a book event with a couple people, one of them would have been Glenn Greenwald. So um, oh, wow. we have the people okay. on our side who have also gone over to crazy <laughs> land,
0: which yeah. is my point of Charles coming over from crazy land into normal land. I thought that was going to be a good thing for everybody, but no. Not oh, quite. So, Ginny is interesting because she is, I think, one of the p- people who should be called up for the Absolutely. committee. And yeah. I don't think she has been. And I, I mean, it would be precedent setting, of course, to have the wife of a Supreme Court justice appear in committee hearing, but she should be.
1: But that's not, she wouldn't be appearing in that capacity. She'd be mm-hmm. appearing as a MAGA activist. And so, right. you know, we have to set these things aside. You know, I liked her. When I worked with her, um, and I know it was rough that some of the stuff that came her way, but I've always kind of thought, why are you doing this? I mean, you're married to a Supreme Court justice. It was such a, obviously for her, a painful confirmation process. And I could never understand why she was putting herself out there in the line of fire like that, working as a senior staffer for the Republican leadership, I thought that's just kind of nuts. And then you kind of can't complain when you're going to be scrutinized. Right. So right. the whole thing Sherry's is right bizarre. About all- I mean, she wasn't right about a lot
2: of She, <laughs> she chose to do it. Well, of course, I always just say Sherry's right when I wake up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, right but I mean, it's uh- time. <laughs> But I mean, you know, seriously, like, I mean, look, this is unprecedented, Uh, so many things are these days, I mean, Supreme Court Justice's wife, who obviously worked in Republican leadership, but she's also worked in these very far right wing activist groups, and including being involved with the folks who planned some of the activities on January sixth out in the Ellipse. And so I'm sorry, she put herself in that position, she doesn't get to claim Supreme Court Justice wife anymore.
0: But can you the know, Supreme Court Justice, interest is what she is. can Clarence Thomas even be ruling on something related to the committee's investigation because he's conflicted. His wife is gonna potentially a witness. Well, Who's gonna stop him? The Supreme Supreme Court. We haven't heard about that, but it's coming <laughs> Well, they
2: should, they should. I mean, we've got here in Ohio over our you know redistricting, gerrymandering, right. we've got the son of the governor, Governor's Mike DeWine, his son, Pat DeWine, is the Supreme Court Justice in Ohio, and he's refused to recuse himself. And I think there's a similar conflict of interest in North Carolina Supreme Court over there. So this is just the way the Republicans operate these days. There's no, Sherry said, no one can make Clarence Thomas step aside. And he won't.
0: We are so, going I mean, to be in for one hell of a year this year because there's going to be a lot of people just refusing to do things like accepting the election result of any of the elections that we have or whatever. They're just going to be standing firm and refusing to do it. So it's going to be tense in 22. Let's be sure about that. Speaking of yeah. tense, Sherry, why don't you tell us a little bit about this guy? I know you adore him. <laughs> Merrick Garland, the AG. And it's Sherry's best friend. Yeah. All right. All
1: right. I kind of got to tell ahead. you, though, I don't like it when people make it seem like it's personal. I don't know the guy. I don't care. I mean, I know nothing personal about him. I just know that he's not doing the job. So, you know, I'm very weary and wary of Garland fans who are a little bit too passionate about it. I can see if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't understand why you're insisting in light of ample evidence that he's doing nothing or certainly no evidence that he's doing anything. And you've got top legal eagles expressing the same concern. Mm. Yeah, I don't understand the passion for defending him right. uh, because. because. Because people like me, I want us to put the pressure on so that he will act. I don't think he has so far. I think the speech the other day was because of public pressure. So while pressure is like that is not supposed to work, he is a human being. That is how almost everything in life works. So I start not trusting people who push a little bit too hard on this. I think it's good to have a discussion. But as each week and the months wear on, and it's not just, you know, they will address his pace of January six moving up the ladder in a vacuum. But if he had acted on, say, the 10 counts of obstruction of justice in the Mueller report, which Mueller testified 898 days ago under oath to Congress, you know he laid out 10 instances of obstruction of justice just by Trump and said that he was unable to fully prove criminal conspiracy between Trump and the Trump campaign and Russia uh, because of all the lying and all the obstruction, which is why obstruction of justice is such a serious crime and carries so pretty happy sentences. So I don't understand. Are we supposed to be okay with this? Uh, and my feeling is they're sort of like boiling the frog slowly is what I've said a little bit on Twitter. They mm. want us to get used to and sort of accept the fact that Trump is not going to be held accountable for at least 10 counts of obstruction of justice in the Mueller report. And if they can get you to be okay with that, they can eventually get you to be okay with Garland doing nothing or close to nothing, throwing us a bone on Trump for January 6th and us other crimes. And that's what really scares me because then you get into a position where you've got democratic party operatives and partisans saying you have to vote demo you have to turn out and vote no matter what you can't be mad about this and as i'm sure cliff knows we wish that would happen but voter behavior yeah. just doesn't operate like that disappointed voters that turned out in droves particularly people who don't vote democrat uh, in a normal year uh, they voted for for Biden and Harris and for Democrats in the House and the Senate, sort of, <laughs> um, hold Trump to account. We thought, finally, we get to save America and fix this and put these people behind bars and, and you know throw the book at them like it should to save democracy. So if that does not happen, be it fair or unfair, voters will stay home. They mm-hmm. will be pissed off.
0: I should tell everyone, by the way, if you're seeing a poll on your screen. You can log on to narrative.org forward slash TV, where you can also comment in chat and we'll take those questions and comments onto the screen. You can also a vote on this poll which we're asking people trump will be indicted for january the 6th soon or never going to happen i know where i stand on or that for hour.
1: anything else yeah for, for <laughs> I, anything else. I, I
0: thought jan six would be an interesting one to go with but you're right for anything else Here's what I think, and Cliff, I'm going to let you sound sure. on this next. But I think that it's impossible for them to actually indict Trump. I think that he's, you know, a, an informant that he has been an informant for the FBI for many years, and as such, he has sort of protections that he's not going to be prosecuted. And I think it's making it very tricky for them to indict this man. Now that doesn't mean they can't indict everybody else around him, but I think for Donald Trump in particular, who's a known informant, we've all researched and reported on it. It's very difficult for them to argue their way that can prosecute someone who's already got a, some sort of prosecution agreement.
1: Only on federal crimes?
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yes, I think of federal crimes. I think what they can do is what's happening in New York, where they are going after his business. And I think that's where we're going to see the action. It just doesn't seem like there's any other way for us to see any sort of agreement or any sort of prosecution. I think it's putting them both in a box. I think Garland's in a box and I think Biden is a box. When you look at the 88% of people in the Democratic Party who think that democracy is in trouble, a lot of those people want to see Trump uh, prosecuted. They're not going to see it come November. And that's going to be very difficult from an election perspective. And I think that's that's the big Mm -hmm. thing that Biden's struggling with Cliff.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, let me start with saying, obviously, Sherry, I was kidding. I know that your dislike for what's going on is not personal <laughs> with Merrick Garland. I mean, I haven't been as strong in terms of my condemnation as Sherry has, but I've said, I've spoken about what I know about, which is communications. And the fact that this was the first time he had anything to say, I've had a real problem with that. I mean, again, you can't compare this to Watergate or, or anything else because there's an ongoing conspiracy. There's ongoing efforts now with who they're putting in secretary. They want in secretary of state's offices and state legislators. they Want to overthrow elections? They've made it clear. So you need to get to the heart of it. And Donald Trump all the time is thumbing his nose at them and encouraging, you know, the kind of behavior we saw a year ago on January sixth. So you know this needs to move obviously in a quicker way. But we also need to like know what's going on. And Merrick Garland didn't have to get up and constantly tell us, oh well, here are the names of who I'm looking into and here's the the people Mm -hmm. I'm talking to. I know they can't do that, right? But. The two things I've had a real problem with, and Sherry said one of them, is why nothing on obstruction of justice? It was laid out, it was gift wrapped by Mueller. That raises a serious red flag for me. The other one is, I'm sorry, but your job if you're attorney general is not just being the top lawyer, you're a leader. You run a cabinet, you run a part of the government, and an important part, right, that enforces the law, It means you need to be talking to us, you know? And he easily could have, you know, set up something every other week, every week. So we were reassured that he was doing things and he hasn't done that. So I thought his speech was certainly an improvement the other day. But if I were to tell you, you know, if you're saying overall, I sadly have to agree with both of you. I'm not confident that Trump won't be indicted. I'm not at that point, but I'm certainly not confident that he will be. And that's ridiculous to me. I do think, as you were both saying also on the state level, you know, New York AG is a position you have to run for. You have to win in a democratic primary. It's a shame because this should be done. The importance of this is not getting revenge against Donald Trump. I hate the man. Mm -hmm. But I care more about democracy. The reason this needs to what happened on January sixth needs to be fully repudiated with a prison sentence for the rest of his damn life is to say you can't do this stuff in our democracy. Right. And that excuse me, that's my problem. So I'm not sure. Let me say, I'm not sure it's going to happen federally. I am pretty sure that Letitia James, they're going to take care of business in New York. And there's plenty of it with the Trump organization, you know, the foundation or whatever that BA wasn't really a real foundation, but that and the business and the you know, money laundering comes into play in New York. I hope there'll be indictments in D.C. I'm just not sure.
0: Right. You think Georgia could also be a place where there's some sort of action. That's we'll right. see if that happens. Um, That's right. When you look at the Biden speech yesterday, do you guys uh, watch his speech on Jan 6 in the morning? I thought he was a, you know, very different tone that he'd ever struck I saw before. It after the fact. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought impressively strident and aggressive and taking on Donald Trump, but also very different than he's his uh, attorney general. It didn't seem to me like they're on the same page, you know, in my opinion.
1: That's why, you know, there's a lot of, you know, go down different roads with this. And I'm looking at yeah. it like, okay, let's say, for example, that Biden never had a conversation or hinted with a wink and a nudge to, to Garland or somehow conveyed that I don't want you to go after Trump. So what if he really is hands off and he's a by the book guy? And this is his way of conveying to Garland, you know need to do this. You need to go after this. My feeling is, you know, I'm a political strategist, but I also country before party, any party, uh, either party. And I think that the Democrats can, and of course the other side will say they're political, but they can once we start passing the statute of limitations on some of these Trump crimes, where it's clear Barlin, Garland isn't acting, that's when first and foremost, Democrats who would like to hold the House need to stand up in a strong, unified voice and start, you know, one by one, all together to say, we need a new AG, and he should be fired for cause. And then Biden can, because of that, and because you would have, be able to fire him for cause, Garland for cause. If Garland is missing, if the statute of limitations is running out all of these Trump crimes, you would have to deduce that either that he is in a long <laughs> time format, which no one's going to, I mean, insider, people who talk about this stuff all the time, like you were going to say that. Regular people aren't. You'd have to just say he's not doing his job. And I had Lawrence Tribe after actually you know, disagreed with me on Twitter today because I said, look, not Garland not going after Trump, not indicting him on obstruction of justice in the Mueller report, or if he's not going after him on the January 6th crime, which some people are saying there's no evidence. And you know, Betsy Woodruff of Political is reporting. Insiders are saying they're not doing anything at DOJ. So all the body language says they aren't doing it. So anyway, so Lawrence Tribe said, I that's going too far. I said he's not doing it because he like Barr believes that a president is basically above the law. And that's when Lawrence Tribe, who agrees with me that there's something going on at you know DOJ and I listen to guys like him he rather knows. than Twitter Twitter personalities. I listen to people who have actually, who know about this. And so he thought that went too far, but he couldn't really say why. But he's got this sentimental, I guess, attachment to Garland, which is understandable. He was his Harvard Law professor, mm. but he doesn't want to believe that he, like Barr, would believe that a president is above the law, but he couldn't really explain why. So he I kind of get got ratioed from, I
0: didn't get that sense from Garland that he thought the but president his, was above the law. He wasn't saying that. He did well, say Well, he would it.
1: never say that. He would just simply decide, you know, that OLC memo and kind of like what Barr did and what Barr's been saying for decades, that Basically, a president, you know, can't be indicted So because it, it doesn't make any sense. And when the Garland defenders are asked about that, well, OK, if you isolate this out and you want to say that, OK, January 6 takes time, he's building from the bottom up. OK, you know, we could accept that if he was acting on these other obvious Trump crimes mm-hmm. uh, with the statute of limitations about to run out. And the fact that there's been nothing is that's what has people thinking, because this is it. We've been at this since Trump landed in the presidential state, you know, since t- summer 2015 Yeah, they spring and summer at- of for me it was a little bit earlier than that even so this is it so to tell us to trust him but we've got people who know about this stuff saying there's nothing happening well, there's also it's running, out running
0: a, talk about statute of limitations cliff there's only 10 months left before the election and then everything changes i mean as everyone is presuming and i don't know why everyone is accepting this as fact but presuming that uh the republicans do better than they've done and they take the house everything sort of changes then right the gloves are off that everything changes well, people-
2: People are presuming first and foremost, because generally the party that has the presidency loses seats. I mean, people get pissed and they want to be pissed at somebody and they're pissed at whoever holds the presidential office. But, you know, additionally, and, you know, Sherry is critical of her folks and I am critical of my folks. Like, I don't know what it is about Democrats that why we suck at messaging so badly. I don't know what's so difficult about picking a couple of key phrases and lines from like marketing 101 and repeating them over and over again. We're talking about this on my podcast today. Imagine the Republicans took the term Benghazi, a city or a town in a country that most people in this country, let's be honest, don't know where the hell it is and couldn't find it on a map. And they turned it into something negative. And they did that by negative branding, by repeating it constantly and tying it and saying, this is evil. Americans died. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Why we can't do that with not lies, but the truth. You know, I mean, we can't do it with the positive things. I mean, people aren't giving Biden credit right now. For, I mean, we've got a full employment economy. We're creating jobs, hand over fist, week people. Think that you know his approval on the economy is in negative territory. I've watched this now with numerous Democratic presidents, gifted many of them speakers, and yet, like, why we can't sort of be like, put up a little box you learned about, right, Sherry? You probably learned it when we all learned about campaigns. Here are the three things we're saying about them. Here's the three things they're saying about us. Here's the three things we're saying about us. I mean, this like this isn't that Ridge. hard. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. This isn't that hard, and it just drives me insane because if we could do that. And we were willing to make it about the major issues. And also that's the other thing is, you know, we're timid by nature, we're cautious. We're willing to go out there and say, you know, in plain language, they are a danger to democracy and all the reasons why. I've summed it up, I think I said it on this show before, the party of COVID, corruption and coup.
0: I love that. All the ways I say it all the time In fact, even when I think Thank about democracy. how to position things, that's always the first thing that comes to my mind is those three words. Because...
2: thematically the you
0: know,
1: easiest thing and, and we know, exact, rolls off we know tongue. exactly what you're talking about, rather than the build back better. Like the whole thing, you <laughs> yeah. don't really know what that means. What you just says, says what it is. You have to Say what it is, yeah. even if it right. just happened and- to be catchy. But even if it's not catchy, you have to tell people what it is.
2: Correct. And you've got your themes set up. And then under those themes, you now have primed people. I'm sorry, I don't want to talk, take too much time here. No, everybody else in, But once you've primed people, as you know, with those themes, then the next time a Republican comes out, you know, the Texas Republican Party today, you know, tweeted out masks are dumb. A bunch, mm-hmm. bunch of high level people they have running the Twitter account there of the Texas Republican Party, by the way, not children. But you know, when they tweet that out, you can be like, well, of course, because this is the party of COVID corruption and coup. They think it's okay if your grandmother dies of COVID. They don't care. They don't want you to wear a mask. Everything you can Fit into those themes, and when they do, I'll say just quickly the coup stuff. Obviously, everything from January sixth to these lone wolf attacks on people, you know, with guns, to everything else from right wingers, you could fit in that. I do think you could quote Donald Trump, put up a wall. When the election comes around in 22 and say, these are the stakes if, you know, yeah, you want to be pissed and whatever, but you want to put them in power. Here's what they will do and have done to democracy. Here's what they have done with COVID. Here's their attacks on the economy and their corruption. Make your choice and make it a, a referendum. Mm. Maybe this is related is also the one thing that Biden did badly the other day that we still do is we always make it about Trump. It mm. is not Trump. It is their entire party. It is Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Madison Cawthorn and Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. And I mean, I could go on naming these just repellent figures. Mm. Now shut up and let uh, Sherry. Sherry ask. <laughs> no, you what I she actually wants wanted to ask
1: you. you I want to ask you a question, if that's okay. Uh, no, no, I, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think about? Because you just mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she's people say, oh, she's the pipe bomber. The fact that we just found out that the pipe bomb at the DNC was there when then Vice President Elect Kamala Harris was at the yep. DNC, and her Secret Service mm. detail didn't know it. So this was not a bomb threat because it wasn't called in. There weren't any demands made. This happened when somebody. Who was doing her laundry or something happened to accidentally find the pipe bomb behind the Capitol Hill Club, which is adjacent mm. to the RNC. And so they immediately said when they realized what it was, they said, Go over to the DNC. They quickly thought, Okay, if they have it at the RNC, they're gonna have it at the DNC, and they found it, which means yeah. she could have been the vice yeah. president yeah. elect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. The vice and president and the is, vice I mean, president I mean,
0: elect killed well, them. That that that's that the point, be, right? Like,
1: should, so, there was probably but, a plan to do it to Biden. So no one's I mean, people are talking about well, it.
2: The, it should be like but, but we just huge don't like if most of the time you 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 know, sadly, and everybody here has had roles in mainstream media, so I think we all know this. They will do the milk toast. He said, she said. Now they've gotten better lately. The Atlantic had that, you know, one issue all on democracy. A great column, you know, by what's his name, a Dana Milbank at the Washington Post, calling out his own people. There's been some movement in that direction. NPR and AP did stories where they called out Trump people. They didn't say, well, some people say that. You know, but the point is, is that they're never going to do it on their own. Democrats need to push the issue. And the fact of the matter is, is Mike Pence wouldn't get into a car on that January sixth because he thought he was being assassinated. And the truth is, if you bring that up constantly, True. it also creates a wedge for them. Because how does Mike Pence answer that? How does Donald Trump answer that? You probably lead Donald Trump to be pissed at Mike mm-hmm. Pence. You cause, But you're also telling people know how dangerous this was. Why aren't we telling people constantly that there are members of Congress who are in there, who are, you know, as Adam Kinzinger said, was it him or Pete Meyer? They were crying. They thought they were going to die, mm-hmm. you know, that day. Why aren't yeah. we telling them that there's a pipe bomb there for Kamala Harris? Like, these are terrorist acts. These are the people that went and tr- wanted to kidnap Governor Whitmer and her people and kill them. These are the people that, you know, I mean, there's so much there. They're not, gonna that- they're
1: not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And they're already talking about uh, if Republicans win the House, they're going to make Trump the Speaker of the House. You don't want to be Speaker. He's not going to do the job. Mm. But it puts him second in line to the presidency. And you know what that means. And that, I mean, when you of course, look the three times but, yeah. as many
0: Secret Service. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, look at yeah. this. So the climate of Anybody who thinks
1: that, that sounds like hyperbole is just, I mean, this is what we're up against. Trump will become president because they're going to take out Biden and Harris. And they've, the, ar- they've already yeah. tried.
0: Yeah. The climate is quite shocking. I mean, really, when you think about what's happened to the American political climate in just the last few years, it's stunning, you know, and you see it in the polls, even where 4% of Americans now think it's okay to commit political violence if you lose an election or whatever it is. I mean, that's 4%. That's very high. No. It's very, very well, high.
2: that's 4% in a country with over 300 what, or yeah. 400 million guns. Yeah. So the problem is, is that if you have that percent in a sane country that mm-hmm. regulates firearms, but in this country where people can get their hands on all sorts of things, yeah, that's really scary. We've had yeah. Gabriel Gifford shot and almost murdered, you know? We had Scalise on the Republican side. We've had other folks who've been threatened to the point. I brought up Whitmer before and others. I mean, this is not an unusual thing. And about 99.8% of it's coming from the right. So the fact of the matter is, is that maybe we should tell people that. I mean, January you 6th, look-
0: there was an attempt to take the entire Congress and the, and the right. vice president. And, you know, no one seems to think that that's very serious on the Republican side at all.
1: And I think that they probably had plans to do something to Biden that day that we just haven't, that we don't know about yet. Could be. They haven't discovered. If they had we pipe bombs, we they, they were going to take out Pelosi. They were going to take out Pence.
0: There were plans during the inauguration as well. There were plans that they we don't know what they were, yeah. but they were planning something. Uh, the polling so far, seventy was five percent say that Trump will be indicted for January the 6th soon. 25% of it that is never right. going to happen. Some comments from people on the chat room, it's at narrative.org forward slash TV. The DOJ will never go after Trump. The fear of civil war is a very real thing. Well, yeah, I think we agree with that. That's very likely. Could Trump have secretly self-pardoned himself so he can never be charged with anything? I don't think it's self pardoned Pardon himself can he maybe but i don't think so
2: there were debates over that mm-hmm. again i'm not a lawyer and i certainly don't i can't imagine the founders or anyone writing that in. You know, yeah just pardon yourself i mean it seems to go against everything like all the checks and balances they were trying to put in place right.
0: i think it just feels like, like well, he's pardoned because of his uh he's you know not able to be prosecuted because of his informant status and that i think seems to be or, the most or if they're logical. just not doing it yeah
1: well, and if Garland simply isn't doing it because he's sort of a, is either afraid or he's of the same mindset as Barr that you can't really do that to a president or a former president, you can't indict them. That essentially is a pardon. And that's where, you know, if Biden lets that stand and does not fire him, forget about yeah. the fact that all they'll say is was being political. They're always going to say be political. You can't worry about what they that's say. Right. Totally so right. that then he and Democrats who take it, too, and don't stand up and say fire him. You know what voters who voted for them mainly for this will say you're essentially pardoning Trump. It's but- thug- allies in his family.
0: It's possible but there are so many tr- crimes. They have the luxury of waiting for the most egregious ones to wrap up. That would be the insurrection conspiracy. They don't really have that much time because the election is just around the corner and everything changes, I think. And you know, I think we realize how serious this next election is going to be.
1: If you were building a crescendo of drama, like for an hour long TV movie or something, yeah. you might do that. But I don't know any legal reason for doing that.
2: For waiting to the last minute. Yeah. Somebody's asking, <laughs> putting
0: does anyone it all really together, know So Mike it really Pence- is dramatic. <laughs> it is really dramatic. <laughs> we're gonna be, it's going to be a dramatic year. Does anyone know how Mike Pence really feels about Trump. He could be the one that has enough info to keep Trump from running again ever. I just don't get him. But his staff is cooperating. We heard today that his staff is cooperating at a much higher interest level than anyone else. So, um, you know, someone Good. in there is certainly helping. I don't know, do you guys do you just, have any sense, we, Sherry, of what uh, Mike Pence thinks of Trump?
1: No, I mean, he, you know, certainly kisses his rear end in, in public, but all we know really is what we know of last January 6th when he wouldn't get in the car, when he knew, and when he and his staff were temporarily locked Locked out of their offices in the Capitol. Mm. You know, their, their key cards didn't work. You know, who knows? I mean, he certainly has to know what's going on. He's either afraid or he's under the delusion that he can still, you know, be president one day and save the party. He'll be left with standing. He'll scoop up all the Trumplicans. And, and it's just...
0: I mean, I don't think they like him very much, but uh, we'll see. Um, I mean, they saying, let's him, see so no, test- I don't
1: think they like him.
0: Susan, is saying, let's see Pence testify before the January 6th committee in prime time. That would be interesting. I don't think we're going to get to see it, but it'd be
2: interesting. You think a fly will land on his head while he's? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good possible. This one last uh, right. we'll comment before we go to our next topic. I want to talk about what we are doing to change this. Are we for democracy or not? Those who know the truth know let's get to work on the ground and do the work. I don't think the truth matters anymore. Does I mean, people aren't really fighting for the truth anymore. Do, do you guys think that people care on the Republican side that they don't have a clear sense of what happened on January the 6th? They know what no. happened on January the no. 6th. They're just sort of they know choosing to change their perception mm-hmm. of it.
1: No, they know. And you can tell by their statements of many of them right after January 6th. And they even said, this. you know, Trump is behind this. And he somehow still went over Fox News or whoever he, you know, controls. And, you know, he controls a lot more people than we know. You know, I found out kind of the hard way uh, starting in 2015. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he can control people or give the appearance that he can control people, that he's the kingmaker. He can go in and have them primaried and nobody wants that. They're all afraid of that. Or he can destroy them with one tweet. Well, he's not on yeah. Twitter. So it's a little bit harder for him. So you got to kind of take out everything by its Roots, and that's why I think it's brilliant that they are now, you know, at least somewhat crippling Sean Hannity. And then you had Dick Cheney show up on the House floor with his daughter yesterday to show. I think what they're trying to do is show Republicans who are not okay with this that there's some place for you to go. We're still going to exist. We'll build from scratch or whatever. You can still be a Republican, but you don't have to be that kind of a Republican. I mean, I might be stretching that a little bit, but I, just from some of the body language and some of the things that happened and. You know in Biden's language in his speech you know this isn't who we are kind of he wasn't saying quit the Republican Party everybody vote Democrat you know he didn't say that I think what they're trying to do is create an environment that makes it safe and easier for people who have been a part of the Trump Republican Party to back away and if you're not comfortable being a Democrat or you know anything there's a little corner for you over here and we're building
0: well, there may be a corner a but I don't corner. know if we'll have a democracy for them to play in we'll see thank you for spending your time with narrative And stay tuned, there's much more to this conversation in our next episode. Narrative is made possible by viewers and listeners like you, who join at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Join today and support truly independent journalism. Patreon.com forward slash narrative.